Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Danny Bush and myself, Tommy the True Newbauer. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are on both. Sports Radio, 1250 on the AM dial, and of course, 105.7 FM, The Fan. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm not going to get in with a whole bunch of other stuff, but Danny, uh, I got to tell you, last week I talked to the no-name bookie after the show, after we did our picks, and I should have talked to him before because he said that that 10.5-point spread that the Badgers were giving Nebraska was a Las Vegas trap game. And I said, what do you mean, trap game? He says, well, he says, they wanted you to take Nebraska and all those points. Because we figured, well, we all figured, hey, that's a lot of points to give Nebraska, you know. And uh, he says they gave a lot of points because they kind of figured that Wisconsin was going to beat them by a lot more than 10. And Las Vegas, I guess, made a lot of money. Because a lot of people bet on Nebraska so what, with the points. I watched the first half, and then I fell asleep. And after that, I didn't even worry about it. But did Wisconsin come back and oh, blow them out in the back second big, half? Big time, yeah. They ran that ball like, man, I'll tell you, that the, the running back, I forget his name, he had uh, over 250 yards. He, he uh, yeah, they, they took it over. And, and they even had an, I think they had an interception in there and all that, so or a fumble recovery or two, whatever it was. But, yeah, they, they kicked butt in the second half. Because that uh, Nebraska quarterback, they kept kept showing his family in the stands, you know, yeah. constantly in the yeah. first half. And he's supposed to be really good. He he looked pretty decent. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not bad, yeah. But I guess the Wisconsin, they still traditionally, for all these years, have had those big running backs. I those mean, big, uh, big line, linemen. Big linemen, And then yeah. the running backs that get 200 yards. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, yeah, they do good. And what did you think about the Packer game against Dallas? Was that an exciting game or what? That was, that was. I mean, if you were a football fan anywhere in the country, that was an exciting game to watch, you know, yeah. especially the second half. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, 
I did watch. I I think it's going to be my last game of the year that I'm going to watch, though. Yeah? Why? I think I'm done with the NFL this year. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Were you getting it, a heart attack no, watching the uh, game? <laughs> all, the, all the not standing for the pledge and stuff. Well, I think I'm, I'm they, done for the year. Well, they're not showing that anymore. I know. I don't care yeah. if they show it or not. I, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it, it is. I, I considered. You're, boy, you know, you're not alone. I considered boycotting our NFL picking contest and saying, what? get somebody else because oh. <laughs> I don't want to be involved with it. But I'll continue doing that, but yeah. I'm done watching. I, I got better things to do. Yeah. I'm going to go hunting. I'm going to do things. I, I well, don't. you know, I'll tell you what, Danny, in the past and even now, yeah, I am a Packer fan. I love watching the games. I do. But you know what? If I'm on a lake or a river, I can listen to it on the radio. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like it's the end all or be all. But if, if the bite's on someplace, you know, I here for an example, Fox River up by Green Bay in the fall is great. And if there's a Packer game in town, there's very few people on the river. So you just have to leave the river either before the game ends or you got to wait a couple hours after it ends, you know, for the drive home. So otherwise it's just crazy traffic. But, yeah, it. I mean, I, I, can, I can live without it, you know. Yeah, I, I just you know I'm just but not, I enjoy and I'm not into it as much. I'm going to watch baseball. Gonna watch I these, like that too. I listen follow the baseball playoffs. I, you know when the Brewers are on, I'm if I'm near a radio, I got the radio on. I'm listening to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I finally becoming, know a lot of guys' names. I'm becoming more and more a baseball fan. <laughs> you know, in the beginning of the season, did you notice like nobody knew these guys? I mean, right. the, the names, when they'd say somebody was up to bat, you're wondering, which team is he on? <laughs> you know, he had no idea. Now, by the end of the season, now we know the names. Now we know who's who and where they're playing and whatever and how, you know, what they do. Yeah, so, yeah, I was very interested in the Brewers this season. Very. Yeah. They had a, and the Bucks should be promising, you know, look promising this year, unless they come on out and we have all high expectations and then they falter. As long as they do better than last year. Win more games than last year. It's an upward curve. You know, it'll be. You know, it should be better. Right. They got a lot of good players. So, especially that Giannis. You know, I mean, he's he's he is uh, he is an all star, all star. Speaking of football, I did I did watch uh, the start of the uh, uh, Chicago game with uh, Trubisky. Yeah, yeah. And uh what a great name, hey. Trubisky. Trubisky for Chicago. Actually, Trubisky. It's a, it's a good name for Chicago guys. Tr- but Trubisky should be like a fullback or yeah, something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he or should linebacker. be a lineman. Trubisky, <laughs> you know. Well, Mitch you don't want you don't want to you don't want to start a fight with Trubisky. Yeah. Here comes Trubisky. Or when he's throwing sh- people over the bar, yeah. out the door. Or when if a linebacker named Trubisky really lays the hammer on somebody, ah, oh, he got Trubisky'd. <laughs> yeah. 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 Quarterbacks normally have more eloquent names. And Trubisky's are the guys who like in high school, Trubisky, Do the dirty work. Trubisky was the guy who had the white socks that would never stay up on his calves. It'd go down <laughs> and hang. Remember those guys in high oh, school, oh, the yeah. linemen? Oh yeah. There'd be mud all over the cleats. That was your that was your Trubisky. Normally your center. You know, never looked pretty. S- speaking of mud, you know, years ago, the players had mud all over their uniforms. It might obscure their names on the back of their jerseys. They had mud on their faces. You know what I mean? It, and now with all this special turf and all that stuff, they never seem to get dirty. You know what I mean? I mean, they, they used to be running. If it was raining, they'd be running in the mud. The mud would be flying, you know. 
I mean, it was it was a different era, different time. Yeah, you know? like you know, it, still it was kind of cool. It still gets that way in the fall at like some stadiums. Where... Well, it depends if they got the natural grass with dirt underneath, but most of them have that chopped up tires. You know that. Right, that... Lambo doesn't have chopped up tires. They got they got a Kentucky spe... bluegrass or something. Well, I don't know it, what they it, got. It's mixed. It's a half half. It's mixed with real grass and uh, artificial grass. It's a mix. Right. Yeah, it's a mix. So. They don't get as dirty, but anyway. Well, they uh, could always, you know, like take a, you know, a can of mud and have that on the <laughs> sideline and start you know, spread, spread this on my back, will you? You know what I still like though is they get turf in their uh, uh, in their face guards or in their helmet somewhere in their face right. mask. They get the t- big hunk of turf sitting that's, there. That's always funny. Hey, we got an email, Danny. Uh, this is from Ralph. Ralph says, last Sunday, about 8 in the morning, I went to Pewaukee at the public launch to take my boat out for the last time and run the gas out of the motor. I couldn't get on the lake. The lake was com- the lot was completely filled with trailers. They must have had a tournament. Did you hear anything about it? Was it a tournament? Did they catch fish? Last week, Sunday, I we'd have to ask one of the technicians over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of think there was, but I don't know why the lot would be, the the county lot, the DNR lot would be full. Because that's where they held the tournament out of town. Well, but I mean that's a big that's a big area. Yeah, I big mean that's a big lot tournament. Well, maybe it was. Well, uh, I might know. have been. Might have, might have, might, there might have been a bass tournament or something. I don't know. There's so See, many. See, that's another thing. There might have been. There's more and more. I'm, sh- it, I'm sure it wasn't a musky tournament. On a Sunday, might have been a basket together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time of year, you will notice a lot of people, though, pleasure boaters are all putting their boats away right now. Oh. And so, so there's been a nonstop train of them over mm. on the east end of yeah. people, you know, pulling in, pulling out, you know, just running their, the gas out, running, whatever, get, yeah, and getting yeah. their boat off for the year. Yeah. So okay. you're going to have a lot of people. Or the still. last hurrah, you know. You know, get it if it's a nice day. Go out. Last time, buzz around. I didn't see much last hurrahs no. out there. They're all getting the heck off, getting the heck out of Dodge. Hey, we got a guy named Jack just sent us an email. And by the way, folks, if you want to send us an email, just uh, go to uh, CEO Guys at Yahoo dot com, or you can call us live at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty if you got any questions or comments. Anyway, this is from Jack. He says, just joined the fifty year old mark yesterday. Well, happy birthday, Jack. Just wanted to give a shout out to you guys. I listen every Saturday. Love the show. Well thank you very much, Jack. We appreciate it. Happy fiftieth yeah, birthday. Happy fi- it's all downhill from now, Jack. <laughs> Well, you're not uh, o- okay. Here's my rule of doubles. What's that, Jack? You're not over the hill if you can still bench press twice your weight and go out with a girl half your age. It's the rule of doubles. Yeah. Well, not I'm a sorry. lot of people can not bench press. Too many people can do that. No, there are very few people in the country. The percentage is really low who can even bench bench press their own weight. The average is. I was just reading this the other day. The average male. All right. Can now the the average male? Uh, it's like fifty percent of the average male can bench press eighty percent of their weight. What? Yeah, I was just reading. That's that. 80%, ridiculously 80%. weak. Eighty percent. 
Uh, well, everybody should be able to do at least their weight. You got to remember that a lot of people, you know, they're not doing jobs that require them. Let's say if they don't go to a gym, okay, like you do, okay, right, and do that for many years. Now, if they're like sitting in an office or right. whatever, and they're not doing any kind of manual labor, they're not used to that. They don't have the pec muscles built up and all that other stuff, you know. That, you know, they're not used to that. Their body isn't used to that, you know. Right. So, well, I. I never officially doubled my weight. I was close. I, I competed at 165-pound weight class. I once benched 330, but when I actually did That's the three, huge, though. When That's I did huge. the 330, I wasn't exactly at one... didn't have my weight cut down to 165. I oh. was probably low 170s at the time. Okay. Had it been a goal of mine, I probably could have cut my weight and went into the gym one day yeah. and probably done it, but uh, oh well. Yeah, I, but but doing your own weight, I've been doing that since I was like in yeah. eighth grade. Doing your own weight, well, for me, it's a little bit higher. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit higher for me. But well, see what they were talking about in the study I read was the average weight, you know, and all that stuff. I'm not average, you know. Weight so, wise, so now the so. other part of my rule of doubles was yeah. okay. You're not over the hill if you can bench press double your weight. Or date a girl half your age. Now, yeah. at age 50, if you got enough bucks, you probably could hook up with a 25-year-old. It's all about... It's all got, about money. It's all about the oh, money. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all it is. Which yeah. means guys like us are out of luck, Tom. Out of luck. No money. Well, you got to keep playing that Powerball. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, folks, we got to take a stop here on the crazy train we got to let on some people, let a few people off, and we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned for more here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. Hey, Danny, is that the new issue of Outdoor News? Is yes. that the latest one? Yes, it is, Tom. You know, I'm glad you brought that in because I forgot mine. Do they, do they, men- you know, a lot of people don't follow, like, who's the new secretary of the yep. DNR and all that. Who? What's the guy's name? Dan, wealthy landowner from Douglas County, Bush. Yeah. Yours truly. Yeah, right. You know, maybe if I talk well, to Scotty, maybe I'd say, yeah. hey, man, why don't you give me the job? I'll, yeah, I'll who do... is the new DNR secretary? Yeah, What's his I name? Close to Dan Bush. It's Dan Meyer. Dan Meyer. Yeah, that's it. Former Northwoods Republican legislator and Eagle River mayor, Dan Meyer, took over. Okay. See, now most people don't follow that stuff, except for maybe our friend Al Shook. Of course, he would, you know, because he wasn't real happy with the former DNR Secretary Kathy Stepp, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this fella is going to do the right things. Hopefully. Say, fella, uh, Meyer most recently had served in the Wisconsin Assembly as representative in the 34th District. He retired in 13 
In that job, Meyer once suggested opening the northern Wisconsin muskie season with the regular game fish opener the first Saturday in May. What do you think about that? Why I, not? Why not? I mean, why not? I mean, I know they're trying to. <laughs> I know they're trying to protect them because they're spawning. But face it, um, fishing muskies. Spawning muskies, it's not like fishing largemouth spawning, I think. Right. You know what totally I mean? Totally different, yeah. And, and the, the, the fish are pretty well shut down anyway. And, no, yeah, I, I don't think it would the be only, The only and way— how, much, how many yeah. of them are actually successfully spawning um, in most lakes anyway? It seems mm-hmm. like we're just stock, 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 stock. It seems like in northern Wisconsin, their, their spawning— Success rate is much, much better than down here in southeastern Wisconsin or in southern Wisconsin because they have to be stopped. Speaking of that, the Three Charlies Muskie Tournament is going to be uh, next week, I think. Isn't it next week, the 21st? Well, I think Today's, so. T- yeah. We've only talked about it for the last five weeks, Well, we, we still got... can't remember if it's next week. Well, I know it's the 21st. I know... I know it's the 21st, and half of the money – that you know that people pay in their entry fees. Half of that money goes as prizes, you know, cash prizes to first, second, and third place. The other half goes into stocking of muskies in Pewaukee Lake. So, and every year they stock a whole bunch of them. You know, I think we ought to take that half that they stock with and <laughs> goes to Potawatomi, John, in honor of John. <laughs> you know, I was, he, he's I'll, not around hey, anymore. I, I get Potawatomi any more money. I, I was talking to his wife, Loey. Yep. Uh, a couple weeks back, and uh, we were talking about John a little bit, and uh, and I said, Loie, you probably don't know this. I'm sure you don't, but I, I feel safe I can tell you now. I said, for the last several years, you know, when, after John's heart surgery and all that, he would say, uh, we, we had a little secret uh, word or secret phrase, if if you were listening on the phone or if we were together and you, you know, me and John were over at your place, you know, and that, and I said, if I said to John, or if he said to me, he said, Tom, don't, don't we have to see that advertiser about a new ad? That was the, the, the key word about going to Potawatomi, go to see an advertiser. And I said, so Loey, whenever he would say to me, Hey, don't we have to see an advertiser today? She knew. No, no, she didn't. She really, she she didn't know. And and I'd say, yeah, John, or I'd call him and say, John, we got to go see that advert because he'd say, Tom, let's go to Pato. And I'd say, okay, well, I'd call him and say, John, we got to see an advertiser. You want to go with me? <laughs> and he he wanted to go. And I told her, yeah, we'd go down there. She says, how much would he lose? <laughs> and I said, actually, very little, very little. Sometimes we won, but generally, you know, if you lost a hundred or two hundred bucks, but it wasn't all the time. It was maybe once a month or something. You know? And he had fun doing it. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, hell, I had fun watching him. Well, you know how eclectic he is and and, and H, uh, ADHD, whatever. Oh, my God, that man was push, pressing so many buttons, it was like watching him on a computer <laughs> and on those slot machines. Oh, he was doing the machines. Yeah, and he's pressing buttons, and then he, tr- and then he played blackjack. Oh, my goodness, watching him play blackjack. I thought he, he'd always be turning to me. What do you think I should do? And these other people are going, come on, just... Make make a decision here. Well, with his Tourette's, yeah, I know. Uh, I would think that the casino would be watching him very suspiciously. What are all these odd movements that are going on? <laughs> Is this guy somehow signaling some other yeah, player? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. What's he doing? What's he got going there? <laughs> oh, anyway. A uh, couple things going on today. Uh, I believe pheasants. Believe pheasant opens today. Today's the fourteenth, right? 
If you say so. October I, I 14th, you. right? I believe you, yep, yeah. I believe Pheasant opens today, although typically that uh, opens at noon. I think that opens at noon. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything for hunting now, from now on, you pretty much have everything going. Now, trapping, I believe, opens this weekend again. Now, once again, as a, a preface, uh, as a disclaimer, check your regulations. Don't take my word for it. But from what I know, trapping for coyote, fox, bob, bobcat, uh, fisher, raccoon starts. Although bobcat, I know you got to, it's like a tag type thing you got to apply right. for, just like some of the other bear mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, we got grouse, woodcock. Uh, apparently woodcock aren't in in the full migration yet. Mm-hmm. I don't, what time do they normally? Is that is that early November that they start? I thought it was in the fall. Yeah. Well, I know it's late, in the fall, late, later on. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know the exact when when the yeah. woodcock alarm bell and they all come down. Mm-hmm. Uh, duck, uh, geese. I guess go, the geese or goose hunting is getting better now that corn's coming off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got the fall turkey. Uh, if you want to get a leftover fall turkey tag, go to the DNR website. There's lots of. Leftover fall turkey tags. Uh, you got dove, cottontails, crows, squirrel. Pretty much everything. Everything's going. Even even because even the stuff that opened in the southern or northern half, mm-hmm. like cottontails, we mm-hmm. talked about that. I'm thinking that the southern cottontail opens now. Yeah, it's normally about this time of year. But check your regulations. Of course, we determined that we're not going to eat rabbits anymore. Yeah, rabbits and squirrels, we're not eating those. They, no, squirrels. Oh, squirrels, squirrels, you can still do that? Oh, Yeah, there's nothing wrong with squirrels. Oh, okay. It's those, yeah, uh, it's just the uh, tolerimic uh, <laughs> rabbits. I'm kind of giving up on the bunny rabbits. And when you when you got a rabbit, I've said this before, it, it stinks like a deer. Oh, they're terrible. Oh. They, they I think they stink worse than a deer. Oh, my God. Unless How could you, somebody's guts? Yeah, rabbits are very terrible smelling. I, I mean, I think they're worse than a deer unless you cut the the poop sack of the deer. Then it's just as bad. <laughs> then it's just as bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I use that tool, the butt out. Oh, you do use Have it. Have you seen that? Oh, butt yeah, out? yeah. You stick oh, yeah. it in and mm-hmm. twist it. And pull it, pull it out. And then cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't seen it in use, but I've seen the butt out tool. Now, now when field dressing... <laughs> My buddy Scott, he likes to, he takes a little, one of those little saws mm-hmm. and he cuts out the pelvic bone in back. Mm-hmm. So he'll cut that out and then he can neatly pull everything out. Sure. So he'll yeah. do that. Whereas most people, my dad just used to have me stick a knife in there and kind of ream around in a circle and then try and take <laughs> everything out. And <laughs> probably the cleanest way to do it is, is Scott's way, but mm-hmm. I don't like to do it that way. I like but to the be, butt out works good. I like to be a little from more. From everything I've heard. You know, messy. yes, it does. Yeah, and then it came out with the butt out two. Yeah, new and improved. improved. What, what's different with the two? Well, I think it's oh, I think it's got a little stop on it where like um, like you can't stick the butt out too far in. There's like a little collar on it. Oh, okay. So you yeah, the other one I don't think you had that collar. I don't know. It's just to sell more money. If you like the butt out one, you'll like the butt out two. And if somebody's tuning in who has no idea what we're talking about <laughs> deer hunting and they're hearing us about talking about butt, butt out, out and stuff like that, <laughs> holy cow. They're calling the FCC right now. Is that who regulates us? They're going, yeah, they're uh-oh, what are these guys talking spe- about? Speaking of Scott, I just got a text as I walked in the studio. It's a picture of a guy laying flat on his back wearing camel with his... Laying there, spread eagle, just laying under a tree. 
and I looked at it. That guy is me. Remember I talked about the goose hunting a couple weeks yeah, ago yeah, when, when, yeah. when I was laying down and, and all of a sudden it came in? That creep took a picture of me when I was dozing in the sun. Thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Just sent the picture to me now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, wow. right away. Now, I don't know why I didn't send it. You know, your friends are always waiting for an opportunity to catch you unawares. And now that everybody has a camera, you know, they can just oh, wait till I get them doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine back in the old days, back in the college days and stuff, how many photos, you know. Oh, good, good night People nurse. laying upside down in, you know, laying across the toilet, passed out, and laying on a sink counter somewhere after a night of partying. Well, it's worse with social media. Oh, yeah. Then it would be posted all over the place. Here's Zach at 3 in the morning after our Uh frat party. Look Mm -hmm. at him. He's praying to the porcelain (laughs) porcelain god. I said, what, that uh, Bill Cosby skit? Which one was that? Um, And what what was his most popular stand-up movie? I can't remember. Bill Cosby movie? Uh, No, stand-up. Stand-up movie. You mean skit or when yeah. you talk? Oh, skit? Bit? No, it, no. Bill Cosby had a, a stand-up that was a, a, you know, like Eddie Murphy's Raw. Yeah. That was Bill. Bill. Uh, oh, they. Oh. Bill Cosby had one, and he was talking about how it was absolutely hilarious about how these two guys are going at work, and they're talking about how they're gonna go out tonight, and they're gonna get drunk, and they're talking about how they're gonna get drunk, they're gonna get hammered, and then they're getting hammered. And then the guy later on that night is at home laying down next to his toilet, hugging the toilet, saying, God, if you let me get through this, I'll never drink again. <laughs> and then the next week they do it all, all over again. All over again, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we got the gut report coming up. We got to make that stop on the crazy train. But uh, when we come back after the gut report, we got an email here from Lucas, and uh, he's going to be uh, ask a few questions What's about... with all the emails lately? I know. He wants to talk a little bit of walleyes. So uh, when we come back, we'll talk some river walleyes uh, because that's what it's, think it sounds like he's talking about, river walleyes. Anyway, and we will talk about that. We'll read uh, Lucas's email, and uh, so we got that. And don't forget, at after the 645 break, we have the Hornschwaggle brought to you by... Uh, uh, Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago, and you, well, we hope you know how to and, play that. If you don't, we'll explain it. And real quick, if he's yeah. listening, I think it was uh, Larry won two weeks ago on Hornschwaggle, and then we didn't get the last name, so I had the slip last week, made the announcement, hey, Larry, give us a call with your last name. I suppose I just should have, we just should have sent the stuff, and it yeah. would have came anyway. We had the address. But now, looking through all my notebooks and stuff, I can't find that little yellow slip of paper. Uh-oh. So, Larry, give a call and give us your uh, address and full name and everything again. We can get your prize package out from two weeks ago on the Hornswoggle. Yeah, that's the bait mate in... Uh, His bait mate and the Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, give us a call, Larry. So, with that, we'll be right back with Danny Bush, Tommy the True Newbauer, and Greg Janik here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! All right, all right, I'm here. I just came back in. I was answering questions on the phone. Sorry about that. Okay, the Gut Report is brought to you by V March Easy Produce and Discount Liquor. Uh, today I want to talk to you a little bit about guacamole. And what I want to talk about real quick is, you know, guacamole, a lot of people like it, but... I feel like you got to have cilantro in it. 
but some people think that cilantro tastes like soap. So what do you do? You got people coming over. You want the the cilantro in it, but some people just hate it, right? So what do you do? You make two, one with cilantro, one without. But, you know, years ago, I didn't like cilantro either. It's kind of an acquired taste. I don't know if you guys like it or not in stuff, but I do. At least now I do. Before I didn't. But when you're doing it, if you got company coming over, you should probably maybe make two different ones because it seems like half of the people like it and half don't. So that's all I got to say about that. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them and all their fine products at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. So, Bushy, we got an email here. Yeah. And also, I had a question on the phone. And by the way, he was hollering about you, Greg, the phone call that I got. He says, I was trying to call to ask a question. He never picked up the phone. <laughs> That's what he said. I think he might have dialed the wrong number. <laughs> anyway, this is from Lucas. He said, hi, hey, guys. The fall walleye run should be turned on with this recent rain and cold temps coming up. Do you like to vertical jig or pull stream flies this time of year or another favorite tactic? That's from Lucas. Well, first of all, the stream flies, remember we talked about that one time? Last week. Was that last week? Uh, no. smallmouth fishing? No, no, fishing? this is no, this is for uh, walleyes and rivers. Oh, walleyes we're talking A lot about. of guys on the Wolf River and that, they'll, they'll do the stream flies and all that, but I, I really don't do that. I like to slip down a river, uh, vertical jigging, keeping the line straight, you know, having a stinger hook, a little treble stinger uh, on the minnow, you know, on the jig with the minnow. Uh, it, but see, it depends on where I go, Lucas. If I'm going to be fishing the Rock River, I'm going to be using a jig and minnow with a stinger and slipping the river. If I'm up at, let's say, uh, the Fox River up by between De Pere and Green Bay, I'm throwing a lot of crankbaits, you know, or, uh, or, or the, uh, uh, jig and, uh, uh, that minnow imitator. What's that? Uh, the little rubber thing, like a G380 or whatever they call it, but Anyway, you know, the paddle tail right, minnows, plastics, right. uh, I'm, I'm using that a lot, you know, and a lot of crankbaits, a lot of the minnow imita- plastic minnow imitators, you know. So it depends on the river I'm going to. And, yes, with this colder weather, it, we needed to get a little bit cooler, Lucas, a little bit colder. And uh, those, well, he, here's another thing. In all these rivers, there's always walleyes in them, okay? Like up at the Fox, um, there's always walleyes in the river. But it just seems like there's uh, more fish move in in the fall, and then they spend all winter there. And then, of course, more come in in the spring. But fall is a great time because there's fewer fishermen on the water, you know, on the rivers. You have a chance to fish more areas with less chance of casting your lures into somebody else's boat. <laughs> so it is a great time of year. But for me, vertical jigging on some rivers crankbaits and minnow, plastic minnow imitators on others. It, 
if if you're on, a, on the river, if you're on a big enough river and you control crankbaits, yeah, uh, you I control was, too. Yeah. Was reading, uh, I believe, on the DNR website, they're getting some uh, walleyes. I believe trolling crankbaits deep in the Okano River. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing more near the mouth area. I'm sure, guessing. yeah, by the mouth area, yeah, and uh, yeah, and all, and you know the thing, you know, Danny, over at the Rock River, you can catch a lot of walleyes over there by Fort Atkinson area. You catch a lot of walleyes, but not many legal ones. It's uh, still fun catching. Oh, fish, it's fun, yeah. But on the on the Wisconsin, I mean, on the Fox River, uh, it seems like you can catch a lot of legal ones up there. You know, a lot of nice ones. But anyway, and the, the Wolf River, uh, there they use a lot of streamer flies. Catch a lot of legals up there. Lots of those up there. And of course, don't forget Winnebago this time of year. There's a lot of walleyes in Winnebago just waiting to eat whatever you got to give them. Speaking so. of rivers, Tom. Yeah. <clears throat> the Root River. Uh, this is Ooh, DNR. Yeah. It says, don't forget to visit our Root River spawning facility dur- during our open house this Saturday. Mm-hmm. That would be today. Root River on Saturday, October 14th. Enjoy the ninth annual Salmon Spectacular from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the DNR Root River Steelhead Facility in Lincoln Park in Racine. The open house includes guided tours, hands-on demonstrations of fish spawning, fish and fishing information stations, interactive fishing rod casting lessons, knot tying, fly tying, and an on-site fishing boat used on Lake Michigan for trout and salmon fishing. And DNR staff and volunteers... From Salmon Unlimited, <coughs> still got that cold going, Tom, <clears throat> and Trout Unlimited strongly encourage people of all ages, <coughs> excuse me, of all ages to take part, and you can go to the website to check out more information. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a nice family thing to do. It's raining out today. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got nothing to do, throw the kids in a station wagon. Starts nine, starts at nine o'clock. So as soon as you're done with listening to us, have a cup of coffee <laughs> and then head down. But don't leave. Yeah. Well, you can listen to us on the way down. I yeah, suppose. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, there. Uh, have you ever been to one of those uh, uh, stations, uh, the DNR stations, the spawning things, where they got the ladders and you got the the windows, and you're down below in the I, w- watching. I never you know, have, watching. and they have that at the Root River. Correct. Yeah, there's one there, and then there's one up. In oh maybe one of the listeners will help me. Is it Sockville or up in that area, Sheboygan, Sockville, somewhere up there? They got one of those. I remember I was up there once watching it, and it is really and cool. So you go like downstairs, you go down, and you look through a, like an aquarium type window. Yeah, and, you and see you're the watching fish. the watching the salmon come through and trying to jump up these ladders. And I mean, they're right. I mean, like, they're right there. When they try and jump the ladders, Tom, do they do they back up and try and get a running start? It seems like it. It seems yeah. like it. Yeah, they and, and they get some real power, you know. And they man, and they, they come can really go. Forward, and then they go up, and sometimes they make it. Now, if they don't make it, they just come back down and and do they try regroup again. and try again? <laughs> try again, yeah. They're very tenacious, you know. I mean, they're they're ready to rock and roll. They want to get so, up that ladder. <laughs> so, for the salmon that can't bench press their weight, they are stuck in the bottom rung forever till they go back down to the lake and die. I uh, I don't know. The weakling they, ones don't make it. It seems like they all make it sooner or later. Hey, wouldn't that they, be like nature's way of survival of the fittest? Maybe live to move up. Sure. They're going up to spawn, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Supposedly, mm-hmm. although they don't have as much natural spawning success here. Mm-hmm. As I hear they do in Michigan. There's yeah. some pretty good natural reproduction. Yeah, that's from what I understand, if I'm 
I'm, if I'm, if we're ever incorrect, the listener can call and tell us. Except Tom's never wrong because he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, I believe that that's one of the reasons they cut back on the stocking of uh, the the Chinook or King Salmon in Lake Michigan because they had to take into account the number of uh, salmon that were actually being added to the population due to successful natural reproduction mm-hmm. and primarily out from the Michigan side. Yeah, I think we got a caller with some info, do we? Al Shook. Oh. We got Al. Hey, good morning, Mr. Shook. How are you? Very good, gentlemen. How is everything going with you guys? Good. Going good, you, buddy. Did Did you hear what I asked? Is, are you going to tell me about that or tell us? I, I, I'm i up in my palatial estate up in Cribbett, so sometimes I can hear what you're saying, sometimes oh, I can't. Oh, okay. What, okay. Uh, what was your question? Oh, it, it was about a fish ladder up in Sockville or Sheboygan or someplace that people can go and watch the salmon trying to go up the fish ladders and that. Yeah, I saw something like that on on the website, the DNR website too. Um, I think they tried to have one last week, and it was raining. And I guess it's raining down there by you guys now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just announced they do have that thing at Root River today. They got some. Uh, yeah. They got the uh, open house, sa- the salmon spectacular from nine to three. But boy, I don't know. Maybe do they cancel that because of rain? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. The fish are already wet, so I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah, the well, fish don't you know, care. Tom. <laughs> Tom told us years ago that you taught me this 10 years What's ago, that? Tom, fish like water. Yeah. <laughs> he actually did. I think he actually did say that. Did I, I say that? A, I had a, When I was younger, there was an older guy that was showing me how to fish. And it, I tell people this all the time. I said, they're, they're in one of three places, shallow, deep, or in between. Start looking. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty what, much. What are you fishing for? Whatever's biting. Definitely yeah. in the lake mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. That's it. But uh, I wanted to... I wanted to give you guys a call. I've had kind of a busy week. On Wednesday, I was up at the state capitol testifying in front of Joel Clayfish's uh, Assembly Sporting Heritage Committee about some bills. And on my way out of the capitol, I get a call from Paul Smith and from the Journal. And he asked me if I heard anything about the possible fish closed, fishing closure on Little Muskego Lake. Uh, for those that don't know, they dropped the water level on Little Muskego Lake uh, six to eight feet yeah, in we, order to try and kill that starry wart algae or whatever it was called. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the dropping it down will kill the Eurasian milfoil, but it won't affect the starry wart weed. It well, won't affect that. It, they got to poison it or something. The initial idea behind dropping it down was for the starry wart. Right, yeah, because they got to get to it to either poison it or rake it out or do whatever it is. But Apparently in Michigan, when they dropped the water and it froze over the winter, it killed a large portion of that weed. It did, huh? Okay. Whether it works in here or not, I don't know. But I didn't but, hear I didn't hear if they were closing Little Muskego to fishing. But, of course, it would be kind of hard to launch a boat there. If the water's well, there, down. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. I, I didn't hear about this either. All I heard about was, you know, we're going to drop the water level to take care of the, the weed. And then I get this call from Paul Smith on Wednesday, and I started to investigate it. And unfortunately for me, or fortunately for me, I, I, I'm in a dartball league with a bunch of my buddies in Muskego. And the place that we played dartball is right across the street from the lake. So okay. you look out and you can see the, the drained bay. Mm-hmm. And 
Oh, you know, being being an, a place to get adult beverages, it was quite busy Thursday night with uh, the football game and the, and the playoff baseball game on. People were coming up to me somewhat upset about the fact that there is a meeting that's been posted for Muskego this coming Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the City Hall, and it's called an informational meeting about the possible fish closure but at the meeting they're going to tell you that the closure is going to start november 1st and fishing will reopen again on may 4th on march 4th 2018 well march 4th on 2018th i believe is the first monday which would open it up so you can go out there and catch panfish if there's still ice on the lake mm-hmm and one particular person that was talking to me about this, thinking that I knew everything the DNR did, asked me why are they going to close it completely when it would be a perfect chance to teach people how to ice fish for panfish, put a five per, a five fish limit on it, and you know you don't have to scour all over the place looking for fish. They're going to be in that little bowl. And when I talked with the DNR personnel about this idea, they said a state statute does not allow partial opening when they have to do an emergency closure. Oh, okay. But this, I, I you know, I'm, I've, my intention is to talk to the head of the fisheries department in Madison about this and find out why it was this incremental creep, or it appeared to be an incremental creep between drawing the lake down to kill the weeds. And now that the lake is down, all of a sudden we're talking about a fish closure. There are some folks that aren't too happy about it. But I was informed that the informational meeting is actually where you can go and voice your opinion for or against this this closure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's somewhat you know, misleading because, yeah. you know, when you have a hearing, you can have open debate. When right. you have an informational meeting, they're just going to tell you what they're going to do. Right. So I know that most of the people that were talking to me Thursday night aren't going to appear because it's already written in stone. Yeah. But, well, Al, we're way behind time for our okay. commercial break. But listen, uh, do us a favor. If you find out more about this next week, will you give us a call and tell us? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go to the meeting, so I'll let you guys know. But 7 o'clock Monday, City Hall in Muskego, uh, 7 o'clock Tuesday. Excuse me. Seven uh, o'clock. City Hall, seven o'clock. You have oh. to talk about a possible fish closure. All right. You guys have a good day and stay out of the pheasant field today. It's going to be busy. It's going to be wet, too. Thanks, Al. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye now. That was Al Shook from the Wisconsin, uh, I forget what it's called. He's a delegate for the in the Wisconsin Conservation Congress. That's it. Anyway, too many things to remember here. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will be playing the Hornschwaggle, brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. The Hornschwaggle is where Danny is going to make three statements. All you got to do is answer them that they're either a Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle. That means they're either it's a BS or it's the truth, one of the two. And if you get two out of three correct, you will win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. So uh, stay tuned for that. Be a caller, 799-1250. That's 799-1250. Be the contestant for the Hornschwaggle. We'll be right back with 
excuse me, more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. To the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush along with our producer Greg and buddy Tom over here. And now we have our Hornswoggle segment. Yep. Okay. Uh, do we have a contestant for the Hornswoggle? Yes, we do. We do. We have Kevin from Greenfield. Kevin from Green- Greenfield. Now, before I start the Hornswoggle again, I think it was Larry two weeks ago. Give us a call with your address again because I'm looking for my the slip. It's somewhere here, but if if you give a call, we can just write it down again. Otherwise, I'll find it somewhere. Okay. So, uh, Kevin, you know how this works? Yep. Okay. Hold on. I got to put on my glasses to read my questions. Here's Dan putting on his glasses. Pretty nice glasses. They got a magnet in the middle here. <laughs> okay. So, here we go. Mm-mm-mm. Wildlife. Our question is, being as it's hunting season and stuff, we're kind of off the fish. Uh, white-tailed deer... Can swim quite well. It's no problem for them to swim across a river or something like that. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Okay. <laughs> That's one. Ring, ring, ring. Black bears. Black bears can climb trees, but they don't swim. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That is a hornswoggle. Very yeah. good. We got a winner. You know, years ago I was fishing on Lake of the Woods, and uh, a bear came swimming across the bay that we were at. So we weren't trying to harass it, but we kind of motored just a little closer just to see it. And, man, I'll tell you, when that bear hit the shoreline, there was a big ridge it had to go up. I never saw an animal power up a ridge and move so fast. That bear wanted to get the heck out of there. And water's flying off its coat. It was really it was really cool to see. Okay, here, let's see if you would have got the last one correct, even though you are, are, are already a lucky wiener. Um, white-tailed bucks. White-tailed bucks typically reach full maturity and full size of rack and body at age two and a half years. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No, that was a hornswoggle. That was a hornswoggle. Yeah, that takes them a couple more years to get big. That's why people are saying, uh, let them go and let them grow. Uh, I, however, say let her fly and watch them die. So, okay. Uh, so, anyway, uh, what would you like? Oh, wait. oh no, no. He's getting oh, yeah, the buckies. The, that's right. We switched buckies. Okay. Yeah, you're getting the buckies, fine meats and sausages in Maguanago, their $10 gift certificate. And uh, I'm sure you're going to find a lot of good things to spend it on out there. You're welcome, Take Kevin. Take care. I know. Yeah, our sponsor for the Hornschwaggle is Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in Maguanago. They've got all kinds of good stuff. and uh, Bacon cheddar mild sticks, jalapeno cheddar hot sticks. Uh, I've brought, habanero cheese. Habanero, habanero cheese. cheese. I took I took, them, uh, I took a bunch to school this week, and my students are just loving it. 
I so I can just see their class, Greg. Nobody's doing anything. They're all no, sitting there no, eating the stuff. <laughs> they work hard. They swing by. They swing by at the end of the day. Bush. If you get you this some question, more of those sticks. If you get this answer right, I'm going to give you one of these Bucky sticks. That's pretty much it. I say you guys do a good job of working. They took the PSAT <laughs> test this week. I said, guys, I know this testing really stinks. I mean, it's a pain in the butt. I'm bored. You're bored. But stick this out for six hours, and you too will share some of the Bucky's fine meats sticks. And they were all excited. They worked extra hard. There you go. It's you, all about you pos- positive reinforcement. It's positive reinforcement. That's Tom. right. That's right. Yep. And if they do badly, we hit a switch and they get an electric shock. <laughs> Way it should be. Oh, goodness. Imagine if you actually could wire it up. Well, we did that. I remember our church youth group years ago. They had like a, a little segment where you had to sit down on this chair, right? And they had mm-hmm. it wired up to a car battery, right? And you had to answer some questions from the Bible. And if you got it wrong, you got a shock. Really? They zapped you right in, it, right in the arse. Yeah. Then you jump out of the chair. Isn't that illegal? (laughs) They're the church. They can do whatever they want. You know, I wondered why I never had any kids. I kind of wondered. I think I I, I I shocked the spermazoids right out of me. Well, we're going to sue. Yeah, there you go. We got another hour of power with... You over there. Wealthy single straight landowner yeah, that, from I was Douglas to, County. I was Matter trying to of fact, think, I was trying to think of that. deer shot in Douglas County during the youth hunt last year. Is that year. right? Wow. Yeah, that's correct. Right around that. Uh, we got that hour of power coming up with uh, Danny Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. We got right now Greg Janik with the update. So stay tuned for more. Okay, update us, Greg. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.